coming at you live from the bunker in an undisclosed location. This is Fever and the Duke. And we are Two Bros and the Truth. Welcome back to the show, Truth Nation. We are here once again to uncover the lies behind another conspiracy. We are going to be exposing the dark truth about traffic lights. Traffic lights. What is their purpose? Who puts them there? The colors. What do they mean? Well... We are here to... Is that the alarm? It's happening. They're coming for us. It's time. You know what to do, Fever. I'll see you on the other side. This is the police. Open up. The owner of this property filed a complaint that this bunker was illegally constructed. We're going to need you to come out of there. You'll never take us alive! <sighs> you two are under arrest. You have the right to- You can't silence the truth! Welcome back, truthers. You're probably wondering where we've been for the past month after that police raid on our private bunker. Well, first of all, those were not real police officers. They were highly trained assassins sent by BRUH Bruh. to silence us. And that's only the beginning. Sit back and listen to the tale of our greatest triumph over the man and the machine. There I was, handcuffed and being hauled away by an elite BRUH operative. But little did they know that five years ago, I chopped off my own hands and replaced them with detachable hands for just such a scenario. I took off my detachable hands, removed the handcuffs, and started running for my life. Meanwhile, I was also being hauled out of the bunker by the other BRUH Bruh. operative, who should have known that I would be ten steps ahead of him. I already knew exactly when they would come for me and who they would send after me. Years ago, I had infiltrated BRUH Bruh. to the highest level and had brainwashed this specific operative who now had me in handcuffs. All I had to say was the words rubber ducky to activate his subliminal programming and he let me free. After I had detached my hands, I knew the man was not going to let me go that easily. As soon as I got free from the handcuffs, I found myself being pursued by a pack of killer robotic rodents. So naturally, 
I turned to my backpack, filled with thousands of pounds of emergency supplies that I carry on me at all times for every possible scenario. I pulled out my digital cheese, which I threw at the first wave of killer robotic rodents, the mice. They were so easily distracted that I was able to continue my getaway. Next, I came to a river, still being pursued by the next wave of killer robotic rodents, the hamsters. So I once again turned to my trusty backpack and pulled out my collapsible speedboat. I sped away, and every robot hamster that dove in after me was soon out of commission. But the leader of the pack, the killer robotic guinea pig, was not so easily defeated. So one more time, I turned to my trusty backpack and pulled out a water bottle, which I poured all over myself as a protective shield and dove into an active volcano. The water from the water bottle protected me from the intense heat of the volcano, but the killer robotic guinea pig was melted instantly. The man would have to try a lot harder than that to take me down. While Fever was evading the ground pursuit, the machine had sent its most deadly servants after me. A squadron of flying, weaponized balloon animals. First came the flying balloon dogs. But as always, I had the perfect counter for them. I had already booked the services of a group of flying clowns. Everybody knows that flying clowns are in such popular demand that you have to schedule their services 10 years in advance. But it should come as no surprise to you that I already knew 10 years ago the date, time, and location that this attack was going to happen. And so I had already booked them, and they showed up right on time. Just as clowns can make balloon animals, they can also unmake balloon animals. And the flying clowns quickly dispatched this group of flying weaponized balloon dogs. Next came the flying weaponized balloon horses. They were not quite as easy to deal with. They had me on the run, all the way to the next city over. They thought they had me right where they wanted me. What they didn't know is that the night before, I had replaced the entire city with buildings made out of rubber. You see, the life of a weaponized flying balloon animal is a very lonely one. They have no home, nothing else to live for. When they saw this rubber city that I had constructed just for them, these flying, weaponized balloon horses decided to leave behind them their life of violence and build a new life together in their rubber city. With them no longer in pursuit, 
there was only one hurdle left to overcome. The flying, weaponized balloon giraffe. The most dangerous of them all. When it finally caught up to me, it was surprised to find me swimming in a pool. An easy target. It came in after me and promptly disintegrated. Because I had drained every bit of water from the pool and instead filled it with sulfuric acid, which is corrosive to rubber and instantly popped the flying weaponized balloon giraffe. If the machine expected to take me down, it was gonna have to do better than that. Exhausted, I emerged from the volcano, ready to face the next minion that the man would throw at me, only to find myself face to face with the man himself. He had me cornered, right where he wanted me, nowhere to go. And he reached for his pocket-sized anti-matter death ray gun of doom and pulled the trigger. After the dust and smoke settled from the crater, he saw me standing there, completely intact, unharmed, chuckling, as I saw his stupid face grow more and more confused. I revealed to him my master plan. You see, Truth Nation, I wasn't there. I never was. I was a hologram the entire time. My consciousness was being broadcast from a computer I had previously uploaded it to on another planet in a parallel universe. I was untouchable. The man had no choice but to leave this encounter defeated and humiliated. I FINALLY BEAT THE MAN! While fever was confronting the man, my own date with destiny had arrived. When I came out of the acid swimming pool, I saw it. The machine itself had come for me. A gigantic computer monitor on wheels. The largest and most intelligent computer to ever exist. It knows everything. It sees everything. It is everywhere. The machine began sending instructions to its fleet of death satellites that orbit the Earth calculating the perfect trajectory to vaporize me where I stood. To defeat it, I had to outthink it, but I simply was not smart enough. At least, not on my own. But I knew the only thing smarter than the Duke was more of the Duke. That's why I had spent countless decades growing copies 
of my own brain. The machine might know everything and see everything, but even it was surprised when I pulled out 100 additional brains and added their own intelligence to mine. My moment had finally arrived. I levitated into the air. The 100 copies of my own brain swirling around me in a vortex. My head began to swell and swell, growing to the size of a hot air balloon. I was more brain than man now. And using the brain power of 101 dukes, I hacked the machine's own satellites, calculated the perfect trajectory in a millisecond, and instructed the machine's own satellites to fire, obliterating the machine from off the face of the Earth. Truthers, rejoice! You need not fight against the machine any longer, for I, the Duke, have destroyed it. After our harrowing trials, the Duke and I reunited and embraced each other, victorious against our greatest foes. But our bunker has been compromised, and we've exposed too much. So we have to go even deeper underground, completely incognito. The man and the machine have been defeated. But sadly, the world is still full of lies and deception. But you are ready, truthers, to go on without us. We have trained you well. And even if you don't hear from us, just know we are always out there. This is Fever, and the Duke. And we are Two Bros and the Truth.